It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hey, everybody. We're back. The Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan Chichester with you, as always, recapping another series. This one started out pretty terribly, and the Yankees were able to salvage one game. And luckily, the Blue Jays also lost yesterday as we record on Monday. So the Yankees gained another game on them, which, Sean, I'm certainly grateful for because I just was not... I did not have the energy. I was not in the mood to come on this podcast today and have to talk about the Yankees dangerously approaching red alert in the division because the Blue Jays had gained three games on them in as many days with a series against the Blue Jays looming next week. So thankfully, the Yankees gave themselves some more breathing room because I would much rather talk about how amazing Aaron Judge is than talk about you know how close are we to a potential collapse which we've already gone through with the Rays and the Yankees took care of them. And then the Blue Jays started catching fire as the Yankees stumbled in Milwaukee earlier in this series. But all is well as we record here today. Two more home runs for Judge. He is knocking on the door of history. We are approaching, you know, get to the stadium every night territory to see, uh, try to see history. And it, it, it's going to be, uh, as long as the Yankees win at a decent enough pace to keep a cozy lead in first place. It's going to be a lot of fun at the ballpark in in the coming weeks. Hell yeah. And um, I think a big thing to go with judge is the return of Rizzo. He looked right back to form uh, hitting a dinger yesterday. And that's, that's some real protection now for, for judge. You can't just play the matchup with, um, you know, all righty relievers because you have Rizzo lurking there, Um, you know, and, and that's that, to me is huge. And that showed up in the way the offense was able to perform uh, on Sunday. Obviously early in the series, it was very frustrating. The first game was horrible. Um, I think I have a lot more concerns about the rotation now than when we last spoke specifically with Montas and Cole. Uh, And, and a lot of questions about the bullpen that we didn't necessarily foresee. Um, But you take a step back and you're just like, Aaron Judge is just a man on a mission, and he is two away from 61, which is incredible. Two away from 61 after two more on Sunday. And not just that, he's just so locked in at the play, batting nearly 500 over, what is it, his last five or six games to the point where he is pulled to within two points of the American League batting title, which would mean the Triple Crown, which no Yankee has won since 1956 that was mickey mantle no player at all has won it since i think miguel cabrera in 2012 so it's it's been a it's been a solid decade since uh a player has done what judge is trying to do in terms of the triple crown it's been even longer than that over two decades since anyone has done what judge is doing in in the home run department so it's it's incredible what he's doing it's must-see TV, which we've definitely arrived at. I think his last at-bat yesterday, you saw MLB Network tweeting out, oh, judges do up fifth in the ninth inning. 
if he gets up, tune in and we'll have the at bat live. And I had never been so happy to see an Aaron Hicks single in my life than I was yesterday when Hicks pulled that single down the line to ensure judge was going to come up. And then there was a, a brief second of excitement. He smoked the ball, but it one hopped off the wall for just a, a ho-hum double. And he is, he could not be more locked in right now. So happy to see Rizzo back to hopefully help judge see some more pitches and, and get, get this record on this upcoming homestand, which will, you know, he'll be stepping up to the plate in the Bronx every night from Tuesday to Sunday. It's, it's definitely going to be exciting. It's the reality is setting in that, you know, this is, this is going to happen and, and judge is going to, is going to do something that no Yankee has been able to do since, since Marison in 61. I mean, no American league player has, you have Maris at 61 and Ruth at 60. I saw a, a good graphic when he got, I think it was when he was at 58, even you said, you know, you're having a good year when all the other guys around you are in black and white and on the list of, <laughs> of American league single season home runs. Um, So pretty, pretty incredible stuff. And I'm, I mean, you're going to have to be standing up every at bat for judge now at the stadium. It's going to be, do not go to the restroom. Do not go to the concessions. You have to be locked in. Uh, I think Cole said it, the bleachers are going to be going wild. Um, you know, let's make sure Zach Hample doesn't get 60, 61 or 62. Oh, please. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked for it. Uh, I think Rizzo back is huge. Torres swinging the bat better is also huge. Donaldson had a, a good series this weekend. I want to see Stanton get going. Uh, Oswaldo had, had a, a good day yesterday. Um, but yeah, I mean, We'll we'll see where we go from here, but I mean we're seeing something historic, so just enjoy it. Like we have to talk about the negative, but just enjoy what you're seeing with Judge and and the negative is the other side of the the ball, more or less. And I mean, Ryan, Yankees are probably going to win the division and get you know the home field in the first round. Who who are you starting in Game One? How do you not start Nestor Cortez? Other other than just ego of the contract that you signed this guy to with Cole, how do you not start Nestor in game one? Yeah, you just you just answered the question. It it has to be Nestor in game one. He is by far the Yankees' most consistent starter. He is by far the Yankees' best starter when it comes to keeping the ball in the park, which is crucial in, in playoff games. We talked about this last week. Garrett Cole is giving up home runs at such an alarming rate. Can you imagine if Aaron judge faced Garrett Cole for an entire season? He, he might He'd be at 70 right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the way Cole's given up home runs Now he gives up a three run shot to Colton Wong in the, in the first inning yesterday with what just looked like a get me over slider after two walks in the inning. I, I get Colton Wong is you know certainly not Willie Adamas or even a Christian Yelich, but he's still a major league hitter. You just, you can't, you can't just get over a slider like that to a major league hitter and a lefty for that matter. I just, where, where is Garrett Cole's resiliency? I feel like we've seen this so much this season where Cole you know, maybe gives up a frustrating hit or gives up a walk. And with a couple pitches later, there's a ball in the seats and it's for two or three runs. We saw this yesterday. He gives up two walks. He walks Hunter Renfro with two outs and then two runners are on and you can almost see it coming. Slams the rosin bag down behind the mound. He's clearly mad at himself and then just hangs a juicy ass slider that gets crushed into right field and the Yankees are down three nothing within a second. Luckily, Judge and the offense bailed him out. But this is just 
this is just more evidence that the Yankees need Nestor Cortez in, in game one. They need him to be guaranteed to pitch two games in a series if necessary. And my confidence in Cole is relatively non-existent. And again, not because I think Cole will go into a playoff series and get absolutely shelled for six runs over three innings and have to bring in Clark Schmidt for mop-up duty. It's because Garrett Cole at any point during a game could serve up a three-run home run. It's almost obligatory at this point with how many home runs he gives up. It's almost like there has to be one per start. And if that happens in a playoff game and there's men on base and the Yankees are going up against you know, Justin Verlander or Alec Manoa, Luis Castillo, any one of these playoff bona fide aces, all it takes is one of those swings and, and the game could be over. So it has to be Nestor. It's not going to be Nestor because of all the reasons you said, the contract, Cole being considered the ace since he signed that contract. But it's I just want there to at least be a discussion about it. Is there a possibility that the best rotation for the postseason is Nestor, Sevi, Cole, and Herman? I don't think that's completely ridiculous to say. Herman's been better than Tyone or Montas. I mean, I mean at, at this point, Herman has to be in over Montas. Yeah, you know, they can I mean, they can give him his phantom IL stint, or if there is actually something wrong, which which there very well could be. I mean, he did have shoulder inflammation yeah. with the A's before the trade, so the, there very well could be some lingering effects to that. And the velocity was down a little bit on a uh, on Saturday, but you know, regardless, the Yankees are up against the clock. Montas is up against the clock. There's not enough time left in the regular season to inspire confidence in me that. He should be in the playoff rotation. So I think it's I think it's those four. I think it's Nestor, Cole, Sevi, and Herman. And I think you said I think you said Sevi in front of Cole, but I also think that's also going yeah. up against the clock with Severino. He's supposed to be back Wednesday. We'll see how he looks when he gets back. It's a shame that he's missed this much time because of how great he looked earlier in the season. I mean, he looks like your bona fide game two starter for sure earlier in the season but uh, let's face it <laughs> Garrett Cole is not pitching in game two and he's certainly not pitching in game three yeah I mean I, I know that's not realistic but I'm just saying if you if you were to just look at the stats and and whatnot I think that's probably what you would roll with at this point and it, it's it's for the reasons like we've talked about where like you just said Cole really he can't avoid like I think there's been a lot of starts where we said IKF made an error and then Cole gave up a home run or this happened and Cole, you know, Cole said when he came over, pressure pressure is a privilege. And I believe that's true. But yesterday, the Miami Dolphins head coach, after a crazy comeback, said that adversity is an opportunity. And uh, if we're going to stick with the cliches, I think that's true. When you face adversity in a game, especially when you're competing in team sports, that's an opportunity to have a great moment. And and Cole has yet to seize those this season. Um, every time there's a little bit of trouble, whether it's Billy Crystal taking too long to throw out the first pitch, IKF making an error at short, or a couple of walks, there's a gopher ball coming soon after that. Yeah, and, and let's be fair to Cole. This isn't how it always was. You know, this at least to me seems like it's uh, relative it's only worse, to this yeah. season. But we've seen Cole in the 2020 ALDS run into a little early trouble in game five, and the Rays bench was jawing at him, trying to get in his head. He gets a big strikeout to end that inning and lets out a primal roar towards the Rays bench and pitches a brilliant game. So we've we've seen Cole bear down and get big outs, and 
pitch dominantly, but that just hasn't been for a while. This is this is what it's looked like almost all season, like you said, from literally from Jump Street with with Billy Crystal uh, taking too long in Cole's eyes to throw out the first pitch on opening day, and before you know it, Red Sox were having a home run derby against him again. So I don't I don't know what well. I should I shouldn't say I don't know what they do because I'm pretty sure I do know what they're going to do. I am just not sure that it's the right move. I would feel much more confident with Nestor on the mound. And like like you said, the rotation is in a much shakier position than I feel like it was not too long ago when the pitching was actually fine. It was just the offense that was struggling so badly during the Yankees poor stretch. But you've got arms in this rotation and Cole, Montas, and Tyone, who can't keep the ball in the park. And it's those home runs that will kill you in a playoff series and will get you eliminated. So they are certainly going to have some tough decisions to make. They are going to need to be confident in whatever they see from Severino for the next two and a half weeks, which is only going to, you know, only going to amount to three starts or so. And, uh, and we'll see what happens, but we'll, uh, Guess we'll just have to see how Severino performs. But in the here and now, Nestor Cortez is, is my game one starter. 100% agree. Um, and I, I'm a big Sevy fan. I'm a big Sevy believer. I'm excited to see him come back. I think he's going to shove his last three starts. I'm calling that right now. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I know we're not we even talking Seve. about the next series, but I'm taking the belt for Sevy next, this, this little two game <laughs> against the Pirates. But um, yeah, look terrible against the Mets. They did, they did. But you know, the Yankees kind of may have have a little bit, a little bit up and down against teams like that. Lately. Oh yeah, all um, it's going to take is a three run home run from O'Neill Cruz, and and Yankee offense gets shut down by someone we've never heard of, and and it'll be a series split. <laughs> but yep, uh, we'll see. You never know. But um, yeah, the Yankees got to take care of some business here. Um, I, you know, the the series was tough against the Brewers, especially the first game blowing the five nothing lead because Montas is horrible. But um, and then the extra innings were super not extra innings. The bottom of the ninth was super frustrating. The pitch selections were really bad in that game, like really bad. I was I was I was surprised, but um, you know. It, it's a nice bounce back on Sunday though, to, to, you know, you, the Yankees are down big with your ACE on the mound and they come back and the offense explodes and picks you up. That that's a good way to come home now into an off day rather than feeling like we just got swept and the Brewers are a good team. They haven't been playing as well lately, but they do have talent. And, um, you know, now hopefully you go in, you get rested up and you know, you have Rizzo back. LeMahieu should be back soon. You're getting Bader back on Tuesday. Now, all of a sudden we're getting more, more, uh, big bats in the lineup and we'll be, uh, hopefully ready to take, uh, take on two lowly teams in the Pirates and the Red Sox on, on the rest of this homestand. And, and Yankees realistically could be looking to wrap this thing up, um, for the division by a week from now. That needs to be the that needs to be the goal. I want I want the Yankees going into Toronto next week, where we are not having to sit here and talk about how what massive a series this is, and oh God, what if they get swept, or what if they even if they lose two out of three, the Yankees are about to play six straight games against terrible teams. I get one of them is the Red Sox, who could always play the Yankees tough, but it's in the Bronx and the Red Sox. We just saw them kick the ball all over the field at Fenway against the Yanks just last week. So this 
this needs to be a, a five and one stretch or, or yeah, a five and one stretch, something to that effect, get that breathing room, give yourself the luxury of, you know, deploying certain guys and quote unquote garbage time situations and figure out what you have for the playoffs and let's, and let's get, let's get ready for October. Let's do it. All right. Well, there's also something else that needs to be sorted out. We talked about the rotation. Now, what about closing? What about closing out games? Because Clay Holmes struggled again. He has not been good since coming back from the IL. We've been hearing all about his different release points and how he looked better once he started coming more over the top again. But now he is once again struggling. Even against even against Boston, he he gave up a run. I mean, what do the Yankees do? The Yankees clearly don't have a you know concrete bona fide shutdown ninth inning guy, which petrifies me for for the playoffs and makes me uh, I feel like feel like we're uh, feel like we're Wolverine in that iconic uh, meme where he's in bed like looking at a picture and it's it's us doing that with Mariano Rivera. Yeah, it's it's bad. Hey, Chapman had a decent inning. Um, God, no, please. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, they've given home so much leash and it hasn't looked good. And I know they were high on Efros, but he got lit up in his, uh, rehab assignment. So I don't know how that's going to go, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's just right now it's all hands on deck and that scares the crap out of me because, you know, Wandy didn't pitch well. I think Wandy needs to be in a high pressure situation to pitch. Well, he's just like one of those guys. Um, I think Wandy and Loisaga are your two most trustworthy right now. Yeah, I was going to say lasagna. Johnny lasagna has been pretty good. Um, Trevino's been okay ish. It's, it's not a lot good. better than when, where he was with Oakland, but he's still no, yeah. uh, he's no Dellen Batansis. He's no Andrew Miller. Any, yeah. uh, any we, of these? We, we need a ladder seven, eight, nine, or whatever they called it. <laughs> <laughs> The fire, whatever the hell they called it when they had Batanzas. No runs DMC. Oh, yeah, no runs DMC. <laughs> Ladder 7, 8, 9. I think that's what Francesa wanted to call them. <laughs> I forget. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the things are rough. And that, that's in the postseason, that's the scary thing. Oh, yeah. So um, we got to see what happens. And especially because, you know, with the way the rotation is, isn't it funny in the beginning of the season, we were like, nobody's scoring on us. And now we're like, everybody's scoring in every <laughs> inning. It's bad, man. It's real bad, but um, still have a couple of weeks to get it sorted out. I don't know what Holmes needs to do. It's got to be something. His velocity is still there. So there's something mechanical he has to figure out. Well, everyone's pointing to the release point. I mean, you see the, uh, you see the stat cast visuals mm-hmm. where he's, you know, clearly releasing the ball at a different angle than normal, which is, you know, got to be hard to control that sinker. I'm sure the less over the top you are with it, the more it runs off the plate. And you know, well, where's the coaching staff and all this? I mean, I don't know. Matt, Matt Blake is this uh, praised wizard, and he certainly looked that way earlier in the season with the entire pitching staff performing like the mid nineties Braves, but it's, it's definitely come a part of late. I don't, I mean, I'm not ready to put, put this on, on Blake and maybe this is still Holmes dealing with some, you know, lingering effects from whatever injury he was, he was dealing with, or maybe there's a, a mental block where he was feeling the pain when he came so much over the top with his delivery and he's reluctant to now. I don't, 
I don't know. I don't know what other solution there is other than to a keep running them out there and hope hope they can figure it out while not sacrificing too many games in the division or b phantom il stint and have them have them come back fresh and 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 hope hope that helps i don't don't know what else there is to do but we're in september there's no other there's no other external reinforcements coming you know bring could come back and he's he's been gone so long i still wouldn't feel great about that option like you said efros not too inspiring rehab start but he was great with the cubs and and was looking pretty solid with the yankees before the injury but you know, he's been gone a while now too, so I, I don't know. I don't know what the Yankees will do with the bullpen, but we are going to have to just get ready to have to sweat out a lot of late and close games in the playoffs. It is going to uh, definitely skyrocket the the blood pressure. Yeah, it's already up there during the regular season, so let's just keep having some fun with it. But. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, it's, it's not very fun. I'm just, you know, just being silly, but, um, you know, they really need to go into the next couple of weeks and figure this out. And that's why if they're able to have a good home, if they go five and one in the homestand and Toronto loses what three games, let's say during that, that time, the magic number will be down to three at that point. You could just coast, you know, you're going to hit it. So you don't have to stress out your bullpen. You can get the guys in, get the guys work. And I think that's what they should be focusing on um, because we need to figure some of this out quickly. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, let's see. We can, well, we haven't uh, we haven't talked enough uh, probably about about Judge, but we got uh, six straight home games to see if he breaks the record. He uh, was in a quote unquote drought by his by his standards this uh, this weekend and after the second game of the of the Boston series. So he just goes ahead and ties the major league record for most multi home run games in a season by hitting two yesterday. And uh, yeah, what, what's your crystal ball say? When do you think he's going to when do you think he's going to get to 62? He's got two games against the Pirates. I mean, I mean he's got six straight games against some pretty poor teams. Well, Waka's pitching Thursday for the Red Sox, so he's ha- he's a good pitcher. Yeah, this, this year he's pitching well. Anyway, uh, I'm going to say 61 comes on Thursday. I'm I'm sorry, on Wednesday, and 62 comes on Friday night in the Bronx. Feels like a nice Friday night thing. I, I would hope so. It, I'm just please, please don't go into a drought and do do this away from Yankee Stadium. I think. Oh wait, wait, wait! I'm an idiot. He's at 59 and I'm doing 61 and 62. I still think that's realistic. <laughs> All right. So you think the way he's, he's going 60 tonight, 61 tomorrow night. I'm sorry. 60 Tuesday, 61 Wednesday, and then 62 Friday. Sure. All right. I could also see it being a nice day game on a, on Saturday at one o'clock. I know you yeah. don't want that because you're going to be at a wedding. Oh, well, if, if it's gets, comes down to it, I will not be there Saturday. I'll be at Yankee stadium. Can't. Can't miss can't miss the most illustrious record in our favorite team's history getting broken by a homegrown superstar who we've watched since you know since we followed his five we hundred at his first home game. runs in we triple A. We were at his first game. We were at his yeah. first game. We were at his first game. Crazy. 
where he hit a mammoth home run off the batter's eye in his first at bat. And it's been it's nothing so, but dingers from there. It's so crazy to go back and watch that and look at how his st- everything is and then watch him swing now. It's what a completely different hitter. Yep. And you go back and watch Jeter. Nothing changed from yeah. the first hit to last hit. It's crazy. Now, some guys are like that, but no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to call. I'm going to call Friday. I'm going to say Friday is 62. What yeah, about you? I was going to say Friday, too. All right. Awesome. So I would take that. I would definitely take that. So hopefully, hopefully that's what happens. Like you said, I'm supposed to go out of town this weekend. What? Let me ask you a question. We have the with the ballpark pass, so we're going to be we have tickets no matter what. What do you what do you think the price on the secondary market is the get in price if he's sitting at 61? What do you think the 60 60 to see 62 the, the get in price is going to be? Well, as of last as of last week, the ticket prices just for Friday, the game we just predicted, went all the way up to like almost four hundred dollars, which was like three times whatever it was the you know, days before and after that. So it seemed like that was the day everyone was was predicting as well, even a week ago. So if he actually gets to 61, the number is going to go even higher than that. I mean, you you got to be looking at what? You can get seven, eight hundred bucks. Get, you get tickets for forty five dollars on StubHub for Friday night. Oh, right well, maybe, maybe maybe it got switched, but I saw it, maybe that's saw the it. average price or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was the average price. Yeah. Uh, outfield. Uh, is $45 in the grandstand. Now, if you want to sit where you think you could get a home run, those tickets are over $100. $450 for section 103. That's a good question. Let's do this. Where, where do you think he hits number 62? You don't have to give me the section, but give me like the area. I'm going right around where Jeter's 3000th went right right above those right above those uh where the flowers used to be now it's just kind of like grass up there right mm-hmm. where before where um where like the bleachers start yeah no i know exactly what you mean you dropped it right on there and that kid just smothered it yeah and- but it's gonna go a few rows further than that just because it's judge okay so you know left left center field shot a no doubter to where everyone's just immediately starts going nuts and uh and yeah, hopefully we're over there, and hopefully Zach Hample is not. Well, I mean, we got I, we we got to hope for a Toyota Terra shot, which I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah, we need we need like that hit that home run against Baltimore in 2017, where it was over yeah. the left field bleachers, where we can be standing there with our general admission ticket, maybe off like the retired numbers back there, and we catch a bounce. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go um, right center Yankee bullpen. I'm gonna say he hits it. You know, kind of the signature judge shot. Also, like a lot of A-Rod homers went there. Maybe he gets it over into the terrace and we'll be lucky enough to be standing there. That would be that would be sick. What's the strategy? One of us boxes out. Yeah. I feel like you have a better glove than me. Uh, I'll probably I'll I'll handle the I'll do <laughs> I'll handle crowd control. Sounds good. Well, also, how can we apply to be like the Yankees freelance undercover? Zach Hample security guard. I feel like they have to have one of those. He stands out like a sore thumb. You have a guy in street clothes, and as soon as you see a ball take off, you just like, you know, accidentally, quote unquote, accidentally, you know, trip him or something, or, or, uh, or hold him back. How, all right, here's how many children do you think Zach Hample shoves in <laughs> the pursuit of sixty-one and/or sixty-two? To honor the record, he'll probably shove sixty-two kids. Yeah, out that, of the that, way. That, that yeah, 
I like when he like yelled at the small child that was trying to catch the ball and missed him from getting it that one episode. That that's nice. That one home yeah. run. That's nice. Yeah, real, real, real nice. Real good, real good guy. One of the highlights of my life is catching a it was batting practice, but still mm-hmm. catching a home run right in front of his outstretched glove. That was ALCS, right? Yeah. Didn't was, Sanchez hit game, it? Yeah, Sanchez. That was game, game three. three of the yeah. 2017 ALCS. Got the ball right here, actually. Nice. So we're going Friday night. You're picking left field bleachers. I'm picking right center Yankee bullpen. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Well, looking ahead to the Pittsburgh series, not much. I don't know what you want to talk about with this, but I just want to see two wins and two judge home runs would be nice. For right. uh, Actually, let's say two wins two judge home runs Tuesday night, and then maybe we can go to the game Wednesday. And then there's more, more cracks at him getting to, uh, to 62 by, by Thursday. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, once he gets to 60, I'm down to go all the time, but you know, it's like two hour commitment just to get there. Oh, I know it's brutal. Hopefully, hopefully during the week will be better, but potentially four or five days in a row that that's a lot. Uh, well, look, pirates don't have a starter for tomorrow, but Yankees have Nestor. And then on Wednesday, return of Seve. He's pitching up against um, Ronzi Contreras, who's actually got a 3 2 4. Yeah, pretty good numbers. Um, But the Yankees hopefully will take care of him. Predicting a sweep. I'm going to I'm going to go and say Sevy is going to get the belt, though. I think Sevy comes back. He's had enough enough rehab starts where he should be built up to go far enough. I'm going to say Sevy comes back and shoves and uh, I'm going to give Sevy my belt. All right, I'm going to keep rolling with Stan because the Yankees really need to get him going. His timing is is clearly not not looking great, which is the frustrating part about Stanton is that we know how good he is, but anytime he misses a relatively extended period of time, it takes him a while to get that that timing back. So hopefully against a poor team back at home is when it starts happening and uh, Stanton will hit a couple bombs and give Judge more, more help around him with Rizzo back too. But I'm going Stanton. I like and it. you picked Judge this past weekend, right? I believe I did. I can't even I, remember who I picked. I think you picked. Oh, wait, did I pick Labor? I don't remember. I don't know. We'll give it to Judge because, yeah. well, it's the stat cast record and that was crazy. Yeah. Did he have the five hardest hit balls of the day in all of Major League Baseball? That's got to be a record. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's a record. I would assume Stan did it in 2017 at some point or right. something like that, but it I, could be. I wish we had a producer I could yell at to look that up before <laughs> we end the episode, but we do not. Um, but let's just assume it happened. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening and enjoy this next week. We are very close to history. I can't wait to talk about it once it happens. Hopefully it's in the coming days. That would be great. So Judge, if you're listening, please uh, please lock in for the next couple of days. And uh, we'll be back after this brief two-game stint with the Pirates. And hopefully we're, uh, we're talking about 62. Can you imagine if Aaron Judge really listened to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you every- later, everybody. Let's go, Yanks.